I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Wednesday, September 20th. If Eastern Nazarene College in Quincy should ever go out of business, Quincy Mayor Thomas Koch wants that property to be rezoned to allow for the construction of 55 and over housing. Koch introduced an ordinance at this week's city council meeting that would amend the zoning for the creation of a congregate over 55 housing overlay district on ENC property. Mayoral spokesman Chris Walker called the proposal a preemptive strike in the event ENC moves out. However, he also said the city hopes the college will remain in Quincy for a very long time. ENC was selected by the state to house a migrant family welcome center, an emergency shelter, after the college said it was not using the space for students or classes. The proposed ordinance was placed into committee for further review. MBTA officials added another pair of partial red line weekend closures to a long list of maintenance fuel disruptions planned in October. Shuttle buses will replace red line service between Broadway and Ashmont on the Ashmont branch and between Broadway and North Quincy on the Braintree branch all day in the weekends of September 30th through October 1st and October 7th and 8th. An MBTA spokesperson said the weekend closures will allow crews to perform critical work on the Savin Hill Avenue and Dorchester Avenue bridges to perform necessary tunnel inspections on the Ashmont branch and to accomplish station brightening work at the JFK UMass station. On the commuter rails Kingston, Middleborough, and Greenbush lines, all of which run adjacent to the red line, shuttle buses will similarly replace trains between South Station and Braintree September 30th through October 1st and October 7th and 8th. Other shutdowns and diversions the T plans in October were previously announced, including a 16-day closure of the red line between JFK UMass and Mattapan, From October 14th through the 29th, service on the red line has deteriorated in recent months. Close to 15 miles of the line's tracks, or 31%, are in such poor condition that trains cannot safely travel at full speeds. Trip data tracked by advocacy group Transit Matters estimate an end-to-end round trip on the red line now experiences 71 minutes of total delay due to slow zones. A traveling exhibit that pays tribute to all who lost their lives on September 11, 2001, is available to tour in Quincy this week. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation's 9-11 Never Forget Mobile Exhibit arrived at the General's Bridge and Park in Quincy Center yesterday and will be open to the public from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. today through Saturday. The high-tech 83-foot tractor-trailer transforms into an 1,100-square-foot exhibit that further educates people about the tragic events that happened 22 years ago. The exhibit includes steel beams from the Twin Towers, documentary videos, and recordings of first responder radio transmissions. It also offers interactive guided tours that are carried out by the Fire Department of New York City firefighters who provide first-hand accounts of the day and its aftermath. 
The 9-11 Never Forget Mobile exhibit has traveled to nearly all 50 states and has made stops in Canada. The exhibit is set up in the McConville-Hannon parking lot right near the General's Bridge and Park. Governor Mara Healey made an impassioned plea to the Biden administration and Congress yesterday for help as Massachusetts is dealing with record numbers of incoming migrant families. Healey laid out the numbers during a press conference yesterday afternoon. There are about 22,000 people in the state's shelter system. Of those 22,000, about half are new arrivals and half are children. People are coming from various countries, and Healy says the state is reaching capacity at what it can do to help them. Governor called on the federal government for two things, money and work permits. She said the migrants want to work and companies want their help. The governor's plea to federal officials came days after she proposed putting $250 million toward shelter services. She also says she has visited shelters across the state, and the migrants say they want to work. Governor says the state has stepped up, now it's in the Fed's hands. Local agencies on the ground are doing what they can to assist. Jeff Thielman is the president and CEO of the International Institute of New England. He says they're on the ground helping migrants get resettled, and he adds that getting migrants work permits is vital due to the cost of living here. He also says new people arrive daily, and it's not letting up. Thielman agrees with the governor in her call for help from the feds. He says money from the feds, coordination from the state, and on-the-ground groups like his are the best way to get migrants the help they need as quickly and efficiently as possible. Massachusetts students are making progress in math and English language arts, according to 2023 test scores but they still lag behind compared to the years before the pandemic. Yesterday, State Department of Elementary and Secondary Education released the 2023 MCAS scores. MCAS are a standardized test administered to grades 3 through 8 and high school. Tenth graders must pass the test to graduate. According to the newest results, students meeting or exceeding expectations in both math and ELA increased from 2022 to 2023 in grades 3 through 8. At the high school level, the percentage of students remained the same. Scores were down in science in the lower grades and steady at the high school level. The numbers are still down from 2019, when 52% of students in grades 3 through 8 met or exceeded expectations in ELA, 49% in math, and 48% in science. In grade 10 in 2019, 61% of students met or exceeded expectations in English language arts, 59% in math. When the pandemic hit in 2020, the state did not administer MCAS at all. In 2021, they did half tests in the lower grades and full testing at the high school level. In 22 and 23, schools returned to a full testing schedule. There is a push to remove MCAS requirements altogether. About 700 students every year leave high school without a diploma, who otherwise would have received one because they failed to pass the MCAS of about 70,000 students in each graduating class. 
96% meet the state's competency determination associated with MCAS, according to data compiled by the Board of Elementary and Secondary Education. Students will receive sex and health education that is intended to be more inclusive of the LGBTQ community and teach about bodily autonomy, mental and emotional health, dating safety, nutrition, sexually transmitted diseases, and consents. After the Board of Education took a vote yesterday, the board unanimously voted to adopt a new set of curriculum frameworks on health education. First time the guidelines have been updated since 1999. The new standards include different guidelines for four age groups, pre-K through second grade, grades 3 through 5, 6 through 8, and 9 through 12. For the youngest students, the standards have to do with learning about healthy eating, managing stress, and demonstrating self-control, practicing hygiene habits such as washing hands, learning how to respond in emergency situations, discussing gender role stereotypes, and treating all people with respect, defining bullying, explaining why taking medicine as directed is important, among other goals. As children get older, the guidelines include education about sex, healthy romantic relationships, gender identity, substance use and misuse, how to identify and stay safe from human and sex trafficking, and more specific science-based methods for physical education. The board's vote comes after a summer-long public comment period during which the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education received nearly 5,400 comments via email, mail, and online. A check of business news this morning, and stocks opened the day in positive territory. The Dow was up 50 points. The Nasdaq rose 31. The S&P added 7. Asian stocks declined. The dollar rose. The euro was up. Oil at $90 a barrel. In sports, Rangers beat the Red Sox in Texas 6-4. to Play again this afternoon at 2.05. Forecast from the National Weather Service, mostly sunny today and pleasant to the high of 75 degrees. Clear tonight, low of 52. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and pleasant, high of 74. Partly sunny on Friday, high 73. And Saturday, some showers late with a high of 63. The boater waves about a foot, a west wind 5 to 10 knots, high tide just after 3.30 this afternoon. Sunrise, 6.28, sets 6.45. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Wednesday, September 20th.